This is the Disability Visibility Podcast with your host, Alice Wong. Hello, all you glorious creatures. Welcome to the Disability Visibility Podcast. Conversations on disability politics, culture, and media. I'm your host, Alice Wong. Today's subject is this podcast, because it's episode 100. 100! Whether this is the first time you're listening, or if you're a long-time listener, this podcast is co-audio produced by three people, including myself, Zurich Abeta, Geraldine Asu, and Cheryl Green. I'm proud to work with all three of them, since the podcast started in 2017. You'll hear us talk about the lack of disabled voices in radio or podcasts, our collaborative process, and the future of this podcast. And this is a supersized episode. After the conversation, you'll hear some feedback from podcast listeners. On my website, you can also find more, such as a downloadable list of all 100 podcast episodes to share as a resource and another document with responses by students from Bid Peninsula High School in San Mateo, California who listen to this podcast in one of their classes. And now for a very important update. Friends, this is the last episode of the Disability Visibility Podcast. I'll talk about how I came to this decision in the conversation you're about to hear. I hope you will continue to subscribe because I may still produce other audio stories in the future. Just not regular podcast episodes. It has been an absolute joy to create and collaborate with so many awesome people. In addition to Sarika, Cheryl, and Geraldine, I want to thank Mike Port for creating a logo, Wheelchair Sports Camp for allowing me to use two of their songs as a theme music, and Latif McLeod for the introduction. I also want to thank the over 100 guests to a bit of my podcast to have been so generous with their time and wisdom and for trusting their story with me. And most importantly, I want to thank you. This is not the end, but the beginning of new adventures. Thank you for being a community with me. Are you ready? For the very last time, away we go! Five, four, three, two, one. Geraldine, Cheryl, and Sarika, I am so delighted to have you on this 100th episode of the Disability Visibility Podcast. Thank you for being here. It's my pleasure, Alice. I'm so, I can't believe it's the 100th episode and the last one. Why don't all three of you introduce yourself and just share Anything you like about yourself or your background 
Told you what Joe did first. Cheryl does the reject. How about that? Sounds good. Um, yeah, I am so excited for this conversation. Thank you, Alice, for having us on your 100th episode. Um, so my name is Geraldine Asu. I'm an independent audio producer and consultant. I started recording stories while I was working at StoryCorps and have made stories for KLW, which I believe is the first independent radio station south of the Mississippi, the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, KPFA, um, and nonprofit organizations that I love, like uh, the Center for Asian American Media. Um, I primarily make stories that come from a place of community and social justice. And most of the stories I've produced ultimately sort of come from some part of me. Um, they're usually centered around people of color, women, and immigrant experiences. Um, disability has been part of my life since I was a child, most often like more adjacently, but also sometimes directly. Um, and I really have to say that it wasn't until I met you, Alice, and became introduced to disability stories and community and culture in a really sort of open and um, like it in a in a affirming and positive and like unapologetic way, which is sort of not necessarily the way that I grew up with disability. Mm-hmm. Um, being introduced to that culture, like I could really start to understand how so much of the world and what I'd been taught and the things that I take for granted constantly are like these real agents of ableism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I consider meeting you as really one of the true blessings in my life. Um, And it's, it's like a real privilege. Like it's my privilege to be a producer for your show. So Thanks for having me aboard. Oh, Geraldine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to get busy eyed. Thank you for that. How about you, Cheryl? Yeah, how do I follow that? <laughs> uh, I'm Cheryl Green, uh, one of the producers and editors on this fine, fine disability visibility podcast. Oh. I got my start, oh, in the ancient days of um, what do you call it? Streaming radio. I don't know how ancient it was. I don't remember when that was either. Maybe seven, eight years ago, I had a streaming radio show, you know, just all on the telephone, on the internet. It was these long form interviews, no editing, no music, no nothing. And uh, I did that for a few years. And um, I don't remember most of my life. So I just can't really remember how it happened that I started understand, uh, learning about editing and um, switched over just to the podcast format. And um, my podcast currently is called Pigeonhole. It's sometimes I have interviews, um, but it's mostly stories, uh, some sound design. Everything is uh, disability focused, disability culture. I don't have any non-disabled people on the show uh, by design. And it's very non-medical. It's very much um, disability culture and um, multifaceted. Um, I've had some of the same guests that you've had on your show, Alice, which is very exciting. And um, I also produce for another podcast. I do some, I do video production, but primarily these days I've shifted and um, I am mostly a captioner, audio describer, and transcriptionist. Yes, I don't want to bring up that. You have transcribed the majority of all 100 episodes, and that is a thing. 
<laughs> I think I th- I think there's only one or two that I didn't do. And you know, in in preparing for this conversation, you, you wanted us to think about memorable moments from the podcast and there was one episode in particular I was thinking of oh, somebody said such and such. What did they say? Oh, I'll just check the transcript and I can see exactly what they said. So that was, and of course I found a typo in that transcript. So I'm completely mortified and we need to redo the whole episode. (laughs) Thank you, Cheryl. How about you, Sarita? Hi, sorry. I'm, um, I'm nursing my son at the same time. So forgive me here with the multitasking. I'm sorry, Kameta. <laughs> and Alice, um, I'm trying to think of when I met you and it was over email because, um, please child, because I think I, I don't remember how I came to learn about disability visibility projects, but I did. And I was like, so I remember sending you some of the video interviews that I had done with deaf South Asian Americans um, in the Washington DC area, just as like, as a, um, uh, a collection of oral histories, like quote unquote, for the South Asian American Digital Archive, both of which uh, are things that I love, you know. And um, and I was, and then I interviewed you, Alice, for one of my episodes of Intersections Radio, which you know is now um, an ended podcast because there's just a lot going on right now. Um, so I remember meeting you in person. Uh, probably five years ago, four or five years ago, I came over to your house and you and your mom were just so sweet to me. And I was pregnant with my first son at the time. So you guys insisted on driving me back to the train. I remember and we had tea and we were chatting and it was, um, it was so lovely. I really miss you. I miss seeing you in person. And it has really like Geraldine and Cheryl were saying, it's really been an honor to be a part of this podcast, especially you know, I'm not somebody who identifies as having a disability or as a disabled person. Um, I work adjacent to the disability community in that I am a sign language interpreter by profession. Um, and so I, this is a community that I really value. But this has been such an incredible experience. I mean, I so because of COVID and everything being online and all these webinars and Zoom meetings and this, that and the other, I've had the opportunity to interpret a lot from home, which is fantastic. No commuting, no traffic, you know. You know, I think what was really fun is that earlier this year, one of my book events, you were one of the interpreters. I was! And that was such a nice, kind of different kind of context. It was, you know, we were kind of interacting. It was just such a delight to see your face and to see you. In a professional capacity, it just, yeah, that was a fun event. So I was just, so it was an extra bonus to see you there. It was awesome. I was so, I was over the moon that I had that opportunity to interpret for you. Hey, Alice, mm-hmm. uh, I, I had a document, a new documentary film premiere uh, a week or two ago. Guess who my interpreter was at the <laughs> virtual screening event? <laughs> So, Geraldine, you're the last one left. I have an interpreter for you yet. (laughs) You know, Alice, I think we've had this conversation a number of times, and with all of your guests, about putting disabled voices on the air, which is not, you know, a luxury afforded to people. You have to have a radio voice to work in radio and podcasts. 
and this, that, and the other. Mm. And people, you know, train their voices in such a way that we can't sound like ourselves anymore. Um, and what does that mean when the whole point is storytelling and we, we have to sound a certain way when we're telling stories? What does that mean? Um, it means we're not authentic is what it means. So I love the idea of people just having the ability to be themselves and tell these stories that are really poignant or, you know, um, give so much history of culture and um, understanding family and understanding why we are the way we are, or why things are the way they are. Um, and to that effect, because obviously there's like populations that cannot access something that's just that you hear, especially if you're not a native speaker of English or if you don't hear or for any, or maybe if your children are being very loud in the background, you know, God bless the transcripts that are, you know, a part of this or the stories that envelop all of this in it. You know, we have to make our medium of radio and podcasting of audio accessible to everyone. And that's really one of my passion projects. Yes. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, when I first started at, you know, doing the planning and just thinking about this podcast and, you know, 2016, early 2017, you know, I really did uh, want to start off with transcripts. You know, I know that's, you know, there's a lot of different issues between, you know, independent podcasters who are like, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. How do I do this? But I did a lot of you know, intentional planning and budgeting and just, you know, I personally made a commitment to do that because it would be just uh, incredibly silly and basically hypocritical if, uh, you know, I did a podcast centering on the disability community without transcripts. And I do think that, uh, you know, Cheryl, your podcast you know, you were one of the my role models. Yeah, you were somebody that I reached out to early on, and you were just so helpful for me. Uh, to like just getting started, like understanding, you know, the mechanics and the process. So I just want to, you know, give you a shout out because, you know, there have been disabled podcasters up way before this podcast, and I just. Yeah, I'm trying to constantly try to learn every five part processes, but uh, you know, also you were so generous with your experience and expertise. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh! This, well, since it's audio only, you can't see me with my eyes closed and my cheeks flushed. Thank you, Alice, and I, I, um. You, when you were developing this podcast, you were developing it, I think, in secret because I actually had you on my show. And this goes back to what Sarika was just saying is that I did an episode on my show about disabled voices. So when I'm on my show, I feel like there's a disabled person on the show because I'm there, but I don't have a disabled voice. You don't hear disability in my voice most days. Some days you do, but um, I usually don't record on those days. And, and you were the feature person in my episode about the power and beauty and wonderfulness of having, just what Sarika was saying, like having authentic disabled voices on the air. 
And this whole time when I was interviewing you, you were already planning your podcast and I had no idea. And then I, and then you, it was just amazing. Mine came out and then yours came out and I was just blown away and so completely thrilled and um, happy to do anything for you anytime, Alice. Come on. I think this brings me to this, uh, another moment of gratitude because, you know, I met each of you at really you know, different points in my life. And I'm just so thankful that the three of you agreed to be my co-audio producers to when I started out in 2017. Because, you know, to be honest, I was really a doobie. I really did not feel confident in editing just yet. So I felt like, okay, I've got to, you know, have a team of folks who did really, uh, support me and uh, while I learned myself as well. You know, I want to ask all three of you, uh, you know, do you have any particular memories you'd like to share or experiences about how we first began and Anything about our collaborative process, uh, just to give folks a kind of, you know, behind the scenes view of the creative process. Uh, uh, Geraldine and Cheryl, and Sarika, do you want to start off uh, in that order? Mm, yeah, I am uh, reflecting on what uh, Sarika and Cheryl have shared and um and your question, and I, um, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I remember thinking about, I, like, having met you, and and thinking about radio, and thinking about this medium. Just thinking about the, the stories and the content of disability, and and how we consume that content, and who we assume the audience is, and what a struggle it is to really ha- to get. Uh, like a voice that sounds disabled on the air or on podcast to a really large audience. And I was really, really excited to sort of, um, to be on that journey with you and within myself. Um, I think hearing from you about your, um, I don't know your feelings about being a newbie. I remember it brings back to me, like I am still incredibly terrified and intimidated and, as somebody who is working on a podcast that centers around disability stories um, and disability culture as a producer who does not identify as a disabled person, um, I'm often really, it's, it's, it's just often, often, often all the time, sort of these moments for uh, reflection and change and reflection and change and working alongside you and being invited to be part of that process and part of that learning for myself with you as my mentor in a lot of ways, um, again, sort of has just really changed my life. And it's really just, I mean, what a privilege it is to sort of get to live this life in this way, you know, and come and be awake in this way. I also 
working with you, like, I don't know if this is going to come later, but I was also reflecting on how laid back you are as, as a boss. (laughs) Um, I feel like I um, have always really, I admire that and appreciate that about you. And also this is something that I'm, I'm learning about, you know, learning about from, um, from the disability community and disability culture, sort of this, you know, this, this, my, training in go 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 and productivity and like even this term like hit the hit the ground running like all of those things you know like I have just learned so I I can't even begin to describe the depths of of what I am learning continue to learn have learned through this process thank you for that you know I was also kind of nervous too about just you know being kind of the supervisor slash boss did the fact that, you know, I pretty much knew by vision what I wanted out of each episode and the fact that, uh, you know, I, I give each one of your notes a kind of a sense of, you know, what I would like in terms of the, you know, editing of, of an interview. But really, I wanted to give you all of you kind of that freedom to play as well, you know, kind of just enough guidance, but not like, micromanaging and I think another thing that's you know I was very uh, intentional was really building it as much flexibility as possible and you know this is why uh, for some people who are listening to people who are uh, former guests probably what they're like you know why did it take four months for my episode to come out and that's because I work very much in advance, and I take my time, you know, because I'm working with, you know, audio producers. I, you know, making sure that I have a text transcript. I have all these little elements that I want to put together. And I have the luxury of not being a fancy, fancy kind of podcast on a network or on a radio because, you know, I have control over my schedule and my workflow. And I think that's a luxury, but it's also interesting that it's very much, you know, this sense of I don't want to always be under this uh, pressure for myself because I don't think good work will come out of, you know, pressuring myself and pushing myself. And I think that's just something that I learned out of my own lived experience. How about you, Cheryl? Oh, hallelujah. I remember feeling physically this wave come over me of relief and like fresh air when I found out that you were going to be doing a podcast. I love the way you do politics. I love the way you do culture. I love the way you center BIPOC communities. I mean, I'm I'm running into a loss of words because I don't want to just make some like woke list. There are not many disability podcasts out there. There are a few. Um, and it still is a quite white dominated scene. And there's also a lot of, um, you know, read my mind is, is my favorite one. And that's like Thomas Reed. It's very heavily sound designed, very produced, very slick, and, uh, really unlike any other disability podcast out there. But a lot of the other ones are, are kind of, sometimes tend to be the long form, unedited, we're just having a conversation. And those are hard for me. I like the shorter, tighter, 
tighter, edited, focused thing on any topic. That's just my preferred uh, podcast listening is stuff that's more edited, uh, which is the the style that you use. And so I, I like that style, but I, I just had a sense of what you were going to bring to podcasting based on what you'd been doing with Disability Vis- Visibility Project. And just so thrilled that you were going to just dip into this world and then to be part of it. I mean, yeah, there aren't actually words to describe what it feels like to be part of it because it just, it transcends language for me. Oh, Cheryl, how about you, Sarita? How am I supposed to follow the both of you? My goodness. Um, I mean, like Geraldine was saying, I'm, I'm not a person who identifies as being disabled. And so to be asked to be a part of the community in this way is a huge honor. And the irony is you're saying that you felt like a newbie I mean, I was walking into this like any other job where I'm terrified. I don't want to screw up more specifically because I just want to do my best work for you, you know, um, and, and for this vision that you had. So I, I think I've started out nervous just um, because I wanted to do this job really well. I mean, to, to, to be honest, working for your podcast is the first paid gig in audio journalism that I've ever had. I've been in the field for over 10 years, but this was the first paid job I ever had. When you work in community radio, you you pretty much do whatever you want, which is great. You know, It's a labor of love. Um, and that's what I've been doing for over 10 years. Um, but working for somebody else, it was actually such a relief, not just financially, but because it was nice that I wasn't having to edit my own voice, my own interviews, where I'm kind of just sick of hearing my own stuff that I've already been researching and this you know, it was like Alice talking to another disability justice leader in a raw conversation. That was, that was how I would describe it to people when we first started. I would say, you have to check out this podcast that I work for. I mean, you're going to hear honest, raw conversation, which oftentimes things are sugarcoated or, you know, um, hedged. And, um, and that didn't really happen with your conversations, which was fantastic. It actually made it really hard to edit because I'm like, no, I want to keep everything. It's all good. You know, make it a two-hour episode. You know, um, and I learned so much. Like I said before, despite that I've worked adjacent to this community for or almost ten years, being a sign language interpreter, I learned so much, and and I felt embarrassed that I I didn't know these things already. You know, I I was learning and also like, well, why didn't I know this? Because none of us know these things until until you listen to the podcast. Um, and um, I remember other episodes uh, where you and your guests were talking about the fatigue of either from a disability or from the fatigue of having to explain yourselves, whether you're going into a new job or requesting accommodations, whatever the case is, there is a fatigue and, or just, you know, I, I need an extension on a deadline because there's a fatigue and it was something I might have 1% modicum of understanding because after having children, um, I had such a struggle in the recovery of my first delivery, such a struggle. I think I just never recovered. Then I had a miscarriage and then I had a second pregnancy or rather a third pregnancy that was so difficult and terrible. (laughs) 
And um, that was the entire time I was working for you. And you were so gracious and understanding. (laughs) So when Geraldine and Cheryl are talking about you as a boss and how laid back and wonderful, it just, I realized that you're another leader in this community who is saying, we are human bodies and we are not machines. And when things are not going well, we have to listen to our bodies and take things slower. And I remember feeling really bad that I couldn't meet a deadline. But you all, you guys, all three of you, you had my back. Guys, all three of you, though, uh, you know, I planned out my episodes on a spreadsheet that is shared with all three of you. And the decision to end the podcast on this 100th episode, you know, it didn't come lightly. Uh, earlier in 2020, as I was looking at the spreadsheet, I was like, oh my goodness, like, we're in the 90s. We're going to reach, you know, 100 in April of 2021. And I thought about Baby, this is a good time because I do want to personally kind of open myself up to other things and just other creative opportunities. And, you know, I don't think this is going to be like the last piece of audio storytelling. It's, you know, there just won't be regular episodes, but I really want to, you know, stay in this kind of medium. Maybe for a separate standalone series or audio plays or just do creative ways of using this medium app that will be exciting. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, I do hope that these episodes will have value uh, to people in the future. And, you know, now, what are some ways that you think these episodes to be a resource? for folks, you know, just disabled and not disabled, but what are some of your imaginings of what this podcast could be for people? Uh, I guess, uh, Sarika, do you have any ideas? And Cheryl, do they, Cheryl, do you, if you have anything to share, you don't have to respond to this question, but if you have any thoughts on that. Um, I'll go. As far as resources, I think that it's a literal resource. It's I have given this to parents who um, are concerned about their kids with disabilities, you know, um, just listen to these conversations. You know, um, I've also just, I've promoted this podcast more than my own. So, cause I, it's not even you have to be disabled or you have to have a child who's disabled to understand these issues. You just have to be a person um, in society, you know, but to your point, I was thinking it could be a resource in, higher education in academia. One of my really, my closest friends is an anthropologist and I have on countless occasions sent her this podcast saying, you should talk to your students about this issue, you know, because unless you are taking disability studies classes, which I never have. So I don't actually know what exactly is taught. Uh, I don't know what materials are put forward, but this should not be about it should just be an, a part of the whatever curricula you teach. And it could be supplementary because it's a podcast, you know, um, it, it's, or it could be required, you know, um, listening is mandatory. It could be, 
I, I, that's where I went first when I was thinking about this, using this as a resource. Um, there are just so many ways that we all can benefit from listening to these episodes. Thank you for that, Sarika. The whole life of this podcast, I have approached sharing it with people in two ways. So if there's anybody who's expressing any interest in deaf and disability topics, I tell them to come over here. And the beautiful thing is that you cover such an extremely huge range of topics that no matter what someone's interest is, there is probably an episode about it. I do a lot of presentations and public speaking, and I sort of do my blog and I have my podcast. So there's always an occasion for me to um, point people to it and mention the podcast and mention the people, you know, oh, and follow up more on this guest. But the other way I share it is anytime I hear somebody bringing up a topic of interest that I know you've done on the show, I'll say, well, do you know about this person who's working in that field as well? So for instance, um, when 87 came out, Climate Action with Kara Sherwood O'Regan, I wrote to a bunch of my friends who are documentary filmmakers working on uh, climate crisis and environmental issues. And I said, hey, but check out this one. <laughs> You're So I think that people feel like, well, why would I listen to Disability Visibility Podcast? I do climate justice. Well, you should check out Disability Visibility Podcast because you do climate justice. <laughs> there's a there's an episode on that. And I mean, I'll continue to talk about it in that same way, whether it's starting from, oh, you like d- deaf or disability topics or starting from, oh, you like fashion or dance or museums or policy. <laughs> it, it just you just cover the gamut. And so I have I've used it in workshops where you know, we're talking about care work, uh, uh, mutual aid, or we're talking about art. Great. There is a snippet of an episode of Disability Visibility Podcast that we're going to put the transcript up and play the audio for you. And I would like to see it continue that way. And I'm going to be making um, a PDF, hopefully that can, that'll be a nice resource guide for people in and out of academia. I'm going to put all the links to the episodes and a brief logline and the names of the guests. And we're going to have that PDF and you'll put it up on your website and we'll all share it. And um, it's basically like the podcast page of the website, but expanded and downloadable and screen reader accessible. Uh, And so hopefully that will facilitate more people continuing to share it and checking out entire episodes or combing them for those snippets and and bits of wisdom that the support work people are already interested in. Yeah, thank you so much, Cheryl. I'm just really excited to upload uh, that document because, you know, we do want to make this as easy and accessible and just, you know, get it out there in all kinds of different formats. And, uh, you know, what's really exciting about podcasting or just anything that's, uh, you know, posted online is that's, we really don't know the where it'll go, who it'll reach. And that's exciting that, that there's this infinite potential out there that someday somebody might discover an episode five, ten years down the line and it just might spark something in them. And that to me is really, you know, what it's all about is just putting something out there in the world for everyone. Any thoughts, Geraldine? 
Hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think so much of my experience with this project and uh, with this podcast is it's really, it's really as an able-bodied person. And when I'm reacting to an episode or I am learning something, um, a lot of it comes from my able-bodied experience of the world. And in that way, like, I think that, of course, like, there is so much to be learned and so much to be gained from this podcast, not just sort of personally, but, you know, in a real, obviously, in a real material and real stakes way, right? Like, when we're thinking about natural disaster preparedness, like, we need to be thinking about our disabled neighbors and community members. When we're thinking about climate change, we need to be thinking about our disabled community members. Like it's just in, in a real fundamental way, it's a real resource for, for people to learn from and to, for people to really consider and, and listen to, if not identify with and feel support and camaraderie with. Um, And I was just trying to imagine like some kind of future where, I don't know. People are like, can you imagine? Can you believe that that's the way it used to be? Can you believe that, like, you know, when there was a wildfire, like, they didn't think of these things? Like, thank, thank God it's not like this now. That would be amazing. Yeah. And in a way, it's, you know, capturing this moment in time, you know, so that's hopefully this is a. Uh, something that will be a part of history. And that's an easy side too. You know, I want to be mindful of the time and I want to end with opening it up to you all in terms of what questions you have for me and any kind of tea you want to spill about me. Feel free to just let loose and uh, to let the listeners know. So anybody who has any questions for me uh, go for it because uh, this is your time. <laughs> I love this part. I don't know if I have any questions, but I I do want to spill the tea that um, Alice is one of the best bosses or supervisors that I've ever worked with. Um, if you out there listening are looking for somebody to feel really human with, <laughs> Alice is your person. <laughs> second that <laughs> but also Alice is your cat so I mean we're, we're stuck here right spilling tea is not usually like let me tell you more excellent things about this person but I have no tea to spill in the traditional sense of spilling tea I mean the thing that <laughs> that I remember is I I get very very scared and nervous when I meet people for the first time but you're you're so down to earth and I quickly got over being uh, terrified about meeting you but I don't know how long it was into the working relationship that you started signing your emails to me with meows and mules and other cat noises. Or maybe I started. I don't know who started it, but it's been going on for several years. And I just love it. You're, <laughs> you're so not intimidating, but, but having this work relationship that's got very healthy, very good boundaries, but then signing the emails with Meow for now. <laughs> it's just, it's the best. I have also noticed the cat thing with you guys. 
Um, and I love it. I don't think I have tea to spill. I just, like I was saying in the beginning, um, when I met you, Alice, in person, and I was pregnant with my first one, and you guys were really very kind, especially the part where I was um, walking around San Francisco, which is not a flat place, but going to your house from the BART was flat or downhill, one of the two. It was it was an appropriate level of incline. You know, I'm from the Midwest. All I know is like one foot is an incline for me. Um, and um, uh, this is not about the podcast, but Alice was a guest on the United Shades of America with W. Kamau Bell. And when they did an episode on disability history, and I think somebody made it into a GIF or a meme or something, but Alice was talking about able-bodied actors portraying disabled characters, uh, and like like all the time, you know, like it, like it, and then they win Oscars for it. It's a formula, and so Alice said something like, "So suck it, Hollywood." And it just it's like if you ever want to know Alice in one sentence, um, that and I think. And another presentation, somebody asked you, maybe it was about picking battles or something, but you're like, I have no fucks to give. <laughs> eat more pie, that. eat more cookies. Not have fucks either. You know? Well, you know, I, I think everything that's worth doing, you know, we should try to have as much humor and pleasure and enjoy, you know. I think that's kind of one of the things about this podcast. It's just been such a gift, you know, to me, but also a gift to one another and to the world. I feel like that's really a bit the, the big thing. Maybe we should just head on that note, just a note of abundance and gratitude. This podcast would not exist. It would not be what it is without the three of you. So I just make this very clear. This has been a partnership and, uh, you know, I think this is really something that's I want everyone to know that this is a bit of real creative collaboration. And I think that's where the best things come out of, right? Just this magic. You know, thank you all for being with me on this journey. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Alice. Mew, Cheryl. Mew, mew, mew. Mew, 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 mew. Wasn't that a wonderful conversation? I loved it. And now on to some listener or reader feedback. First up are three audio clips sent by Jutsuya Daki, Sandy Ho, and Katie Carroll. Happy 100th episode, Disability Visibility Project. My name is Kutsia Naki, and I host my own podcast called Down to the Struts, which is about disability design and the need to find intersectional solutions to complex problems. I want to hugely thank Alice Wong and Cheryl Green for their support uh, as I was getting started. DVP was a huge inspiration to me. I'm so grateful to Alice and all the team involved for being trailblazers and for paving the way for other disabled creators in media and culture. So thank you so much. Congratulations. And here's to another 100 episodes. 
thank you for curating this incredible treasury of stories and conversations from disabled people. It means a lot to have been included in this collection, but also because I learned so much from every single episode that was produced. This collection became a resource that I would often refer so many students to, and it was always exciting to me to see what insights they gained because they were always different from the ones that I picked up on. And also, as someone who has always been very self-conscious about the way my voice sounds, um, being on the DVP podcast was really the first time that I felt confident in the way that my voice sounds and in the power that it carries. So thank you so much, Alice, for all of the work that you put into making this absolute treasure happen. My name is Katie Carroll, and this message is for Alice Wong and the producers of the Disability Visibility Podcast. I'm a disabled person, and I love keeping up on all of the conversations that are happening in the disability community. I'm so thankful for your podcast because every time I listen to it, I learn something new or hear from someone that I have yet to hear from but need to. Thank you so much. I also received a few emails and tweets. I'll read a few of them and you can find more on my website. Here's a condensed email by Jeanne D. Bridges. When I was diagnosed with systemic flippus last year, engaging with the stories and work of individuals, projects, and organizations like the ones I found in your podcast made me with my diagnosis and body easier. Along with reminding me, I certainly was not alone. Here's an excerpted email by C.C. Seichner. I found the podcast through Bitch Magazine and realized as I listened that I had never before engaged with my hearing impaired identity. I feel so whole now, listening to the triumphs of so many people across the disability spectrum. I am a fashion designer and one trumpet from Jade Harpit Adame, the inventor of the Kilo Chop, did episode 31. That should be to my core. Don't design for the 90%. Design for the 10%. Then the 90% will follow. I have to advocate for more adaptive fashion within the industry. And to one day have my own line where all garments are designed in an inclusive way. Thank you for all that you've done. Here's an excerpted email by Maria Sharchi. It seems a little over the top, but disability visibility really encouraged and bolstered me to make the decision that changed my life and brought me into a career of disability rights work. And it has never ceased to engage or bolster me. Here's a tweet by Lisa Dietrich. The podcast is a basic teaching resource. In my cultures of disability class, I have students explore the podcast to learn about disability events and disabled experiences. It serves as a bottle 
for an interview project. Yudit Tweet by Sarah Blahovic. When I was first discovered by disability identity, disability visibility helped me find my community. What makes it better is knowing that I am one of many for whom that is true. Here's a tweet by Karen Toddy. I have learned so much from this podcast. It has informed my work on disability and visual history, shaped my interactions with students, changed the kind of work that I think is exciting and valuable, and generally altered my worldview. Many thanks for all you do. Wow, thank you all so much for this feedback and the kind responses. I am just profoundly humbled by everything. This podcast is a production of the Disability Visibility Project and all that community dedicated to creating, sharing, and amplifying disability media and culture. All episodes Integrated Dextrous Trips are available at disabilityvisibilityproject.com slash podcast. You can also find out more about Sarika, Cheryl, and Geraldine on my website. The audio producer for this episode is me, Alice Wong. The introduction by the team at Phone. The music by Winter Sports Camp. You can also support my work for a dollar a month or more by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dvp. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash dvp. Thanks for listening. And see you on the internet. Bye.